0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be prerecorded.
2: Are you ready for rent control? That's what Joe Biden wants next. He got a letter a couple of weeks ago from Senator Elizabeth Warren and Representative Sandy Cortez. And they urged him to take executive action to prevent evictions and to lower rent prices. So the big guy is directing the Federal Housing Finance Agency to look at limits, quote, for future investments and actions promoting renter protections. You always have to be afraid when they start talking about investments. Anyway, according to a story at PJ Media, 80% of all rental properties are owned by small business entrepreneurs, who own five units or fewer, Elizabeth, Sandy, and Joe, and the rest of the Democrats would like you to believe that rent is determined by evil corporations that own lots of properties and gouge all their tenants. That's not the case. What this will do, of course, is cause people to get out of the rental business, and that will mean fewer rental properties available, which, of course, means that the prices will go up because of supply and demand that happens every time with government price controls, doesn't matter what the product is. Now, I own property in Canada. I talk about it a lot here. I also talk about how we should pay attention to what's happening up there because some of the dumbest and most dangerous ideas that liberals in our government have already are in effect up there. Uh, We we rent our property on a short-term basis, but I've talked to people who have properties that they would like to or already do rent long-term, and they're afraid. And why is that? It's because of the laws in Ontario and possibly federal laws up there that can make it impossible to get rid of bad tenants. Even if you've decided that you would like to live in your own property, your case has to go before some ridiculous local rental board, and your ability to use your own property may depend on a few power-hungry, clueless bureaucrats and whether they think, you know, it's fair for you to want to take your own property over. I talked to one realtor who told me stories about landlords who had tenants who refused to pay, and it took months for them, this landlord, to have the uh, tenants kicked out so that they could begin to get some money to, you know, pay their mortgages, which is kind of an issue when you own a piece of property. But even though they hadn't paid for months... It wasn't a slam dunk. This person had to go to a, some stupid board and had to wait for their approval. And, of course, there's backups and it's paperwork and red tape and blah, blah, blah. And it took forever. And this guy is out his money, still paying his mortgage. Uh, so if this works out the way the Democrats would like, rental properties would begin to disappear. And they'd be able to step right in to save us all from the problem, of course, that they created, which is what happens all the time. And in the process, they could buy votes. By promising lower rents to everybody who's suffering from the high rents that they caused, it's a nightmare that already exists a few hundred miles north of here. Could be the next big thing here. Keep your eye on it for. Uh, keep your eye out for it. Anyway, when we come back, you've heard about what a racist Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is for blocking a, a black studies program for high schools. We'll hear from someone from the Black Leadership Network who's going to tell you that DeSantis should be applauded. And in our second half hour, a black woman who's a Republican would like to be the person to fill an empty seat on the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. We'll talk to her. Stick around. Hey, have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. Well, that's why My Pillow has developed the My Pillow Towels—towels that work. I know it's mind-blowing—towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can get a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com right now, click on the Radio Listener Special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and they have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. That's 800-716-8087 or just go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG.
3: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year.
0: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
3: People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Whoa! hoo Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Hey,
4: I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. Weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's harrys.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy! This is the John Stalker Walt Show on AM
0: 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
2: In case you missed it, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is a racist and a bigot because he blocked an AP course on black history for his state, most of the, that's for high schools, and most of the media have been jumping all over him for this. Horace Cooper is the chairman of Project 21 at the Black Leadership uh, uh, and Black Leadership Network and author of the book uh, Put You All in, Put You All in Chains, how Joe Biden's policies hurt blacks. He joins us now. Horace, thanks for being here.
5: Hey, it's great to be on the program.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always good to have you back. Um, So should anybody be surprised, Horace, that most of the media have reduced this to, the story is, DeSantis blocks black history course, therefore DeSantis is a racist and hates black people.
5: Well, that's the simplistic way that progressives want us to consider things. In fact, uh, progressives have pressed America at the state level, at the local level, at our universities, and um, with key uh, agents in uh, this White House and this administration to impose a radical view and to even change how laws are enforced. They can't get these laws passed, but they can change how laws are enforced and how the media covers it. The real test that all should be asking is who's working to improve the test scores for students, black, brown, or white, and who isn't? What kind of curriculum will better do that, and what kind of curriculum won't? Those are the questions that ought to be asked, and it's not surprising that progressives aren't asking it.
2: Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's not that hard. To say, well, wait, um, this guy is—he's he's, he's what he's turning down a course that includes Black History. Why would a guy do that? He must be a racist. It's not that hard to say. Well, let, let's just take a look at what has he said about this, and is it—is—is is he has he come out and said he doesn't want Black History taught, or or could we look and see if maybe he actually has pointed out the things he doesn't like about the course and and the reason why he won't. Um, approve of it until these things are changed it's not that tough but it's it, it's it's not what that, that doesn't serve their purpose
5: well it certainly isn't in the interests of progressives Unfortunately too many in the media share this view our problem right now after a government um, imposed uh, shutdown for all Americans a dramatic reduction in our economic activity, as well as closing our schools, has had highly consequential events, and those are measured by showing some groups have dramatically lost ground. Some people have dramatically lost earning power. Some people's medical conditions have worsened, and some young people's educational attainment has dropped. And in fact, if you score that on a line over time, what you start to see is a dramatic difference in what the future looks like. Increasingly, these policies of shutdown which were not justified by the science, have had more harmful effects on blacks than on other groups, but particularly anyone who was of a low-income background. Progressives have ignored that. And yet, if the real measure of who's a racist and who's not a racist is Are your policies working to hinder people or help them based on either their socioeconomic position or their race? That's a far better measure of what constitutes a racist. And yet the mainstream media couldn't care less to ask this question.
2: Well, I saw a clip from Don Lemon of CNN earlier today talking about this, and he was almost in tears uh, talk, which isn't hard f- to do with him, but uh, he was um, <laughs> he, w- he was talking about how he thought he was looking at something from back in the '50s, and it's, it, this guy's a, well, he's he's been he's been reduced to a, a morning guy that nobody watches from what he used to be, which was a prime time guy that nobody watched. But he's still uh, it, it's it's just he, he he jumped on this, and uh, it's just so obvious that he didn't uh, and take any time. To look at any of the nuances of it, or 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 ask what it is that maybe DeSantis was objecting to, there's none of that. It's just it's just this is my chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to scream racist again.
5: Absolutely, that's what he did, and that's what a lot in the media are cheering on. This is so-called. This is a so-called advanced placement course. Supposedly, you're t- talented and you're bright. Are doing this. Are taking this course why on earth wouldn't you want to have a class that when you graduate it will make it easier for you to score well on a placement exam for a college of your choice why wouldn't you want a class that would make it more readily possible for you to be more competitive if you were applying for a job uh, queer Uh, uh, gender relations will not do any of this. Prison abolition theory will not do any of this. As a matter of fact, statistically, black Americans say at higher levels than the population at large that they are not sympathetic to the LGBTQ community. So why is it that you'd want your most talented, and smartest kids to be taught this. Black Americans say higher than white Americans or brown Americans, we want more law enforcement in our communities, not less law enforcement in our communities. In both of these types of cases, it is progressives who make this their priority. It is not the mainstream of America and it will not assist our young people. Kudos To a governor who says, if you want to present a curriculum for us, it's got to be measured by whether or not it actually advances the ability of our young people to be competitive, to succeed, to achieve. That should be the goal of education. Indoctrination is the exact opposite of education.
2: And I have a question for you. Maybe it's an unfair question. Maybe it's impossible for anybody to really know this. But just, just maybe your gut feeling. This um, this course that they tried to push on uh, this, the high schools in Florida, and the people behind deciding that you know you need black queer studies and uh, uh, you know the abolishing the prisons uh, philosophy and all that stuff. You think that's pushed by white liberals? More than more than oh, black absolutely. liberals?
5: This is not a black America issue. Black America, just compare the progressive with black America. Black America supports the death penalty at levels substantially high. Uh, the progressive community opposes the mm-hmm. death penalty at, ex- at substantial levels. When you talk about the issue even about gay marriage with the court has stepped in "Quote To solve, black America lags the rest of the country on this matter. Progressives put this at the top of their list. Black Americans are more interested in how the economy could move in a way so more jobs can be created. Progressives are more interested in what government can do to hand payments out to people. There is a huge disconnect. And this is one of the reasons why, in my book, Put Y'all Back in Chains, How Biden's Policies Hurt Black Americans, I have a whole chapter on CRT and the contrast between what black America thinks and what the progressives are advocating.
2: So um, why is it then, and again, (laughs) a question I don't know if it's fair to ask anybody, but why is it? If that disconnect uh, exists, and I th- I'm sure we've talked about this before, why are these progressives who are not in line with what uh, most Black Americans a- appear to believe uh, or be in favor of? Why do they continue to get eighty to ninety percent of Black vote?
5: So um, you know, you used to say uh, ninety to ninety-five percent of Black yeah, vote. Yeah, that's now yeah. I'm hearing eighty to ninety, mm-hmm. and the trend line. Since 2008, the trend line is black Americans are turning against progressives. In 2022, record high numbers of black Americans rejected big government progressive values. That trend is continuing. Now, just real quick, I want to say this. The progressives repackage their radical Marxist ideas. What they said in the 50s, what they said in the 60s, what they said in the 70s, all the way to the present. They repackage it. First it was the Vietnam War, when really they didn't support national defense. Now it's all about race when they were quiet during the period of Jim Crow and allowed the progressive party, the Democrats, to obtain power, so that they could do things to the national economy, their agenda is the same. Their willingness to use specific issues as a way to highlight them changes.
2: And this issue with with the uh, the schools in, in uh, Florida, it's um it's also it would seem to be. A great advertisement for school choice, because even if you agree with what the progressives are saying about it, let's say that for the sake of argument, say that, you know, Don Lemon is correct and he should be outraged and this is terrible and it's a gracious governor. Then why would you not want to give those black kids in Florida a chance to not go to the public schools that they're saying are so terrible?
5: Well, again, Black Americans support school choice (laughs) at a higher level than the rest of the American population. Progressives hate the idea of school choice, and here's why. They know that if black kids, white kids, or brown kids' parents had a choice, they're going to get math. They're going to get science and technology. They're going to get English language mastery as their primary, as their secondary. They're not interested in any of these things. And so it requires progressives to tackle the National College Board Assessment Program, infiltrate that, and get them to try to foist this out. The thing is, because this got stopped in Florida it's likely not going to be promoted by the college board in New York, in Los Angeles, in a whole bunch of other places. So kudos to this governor for being willing to stand up for excellence for our young people instead of allowing himself to be kowtowed into uh, 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 letting progressives have their way.
2: I think I saw that the college board has, has gone back and has, and has offered to come back with another proposal that might meet some of, uh, well, uh, uh, agree with uh, DeSantis in some areas.
5: That is correct. That is the correct thing. The point is that the progressives, when they told us that you have to have a jab every quarter, every season, when they told us that if you were not vaccinated, you were killing grandma. Well, that wasn't the science. That wasn't the information. Guess what? black americans oppose the vaccination at a higher rate than the population at large it is progressives who want this a real contrast on all of these issues
2: let me ask you another question Horace. we're talking to horace cooper he's the chairman of project 21 at the black leadership network author of the book put y'all in chains how joe biden's policies hurt black americans um, you you talked about who's who's responsible for, for trying to foist this on the on the high schools in Florida. Um, why is it that there are not more black um, people on the on these in, in position to be able to push what you're saying? Who who are who, who who agree with you and who also are aware of how black people actually feel as opposed to how the progressives think they feel.
5: Where are those, where are the, where's the
2: black conservatives?
5: Progressives operate the universities. Progressives mm-hmm. operate the academies. Progressives operate many of these left-wing uh, think tanks. They are given a, a free pass by the mainstream media. The middle of black America, and I mentioned this in my book as well, one of the reasons why Joe Biden is president is because the The phalanx of people running in his party were way out of the mainstream. I'm not suggesting that Joe Biden is this fount of wisdom of centrism, but what I am saying is black Americans rejected all of those kinds of things. What are black Americans doing? They're working. They're supporting their families. They're engaging in the life Activities that responsible people do. It's progressives that have all of the free time. Now, we at Project 21 are recruiting uh, at, at, at blockbuster numbers as many black Americans who can step aside from feeding their family, caring for grandma, so that they can stand up and talk about what grandma, uh, excuse me, what black America really thinks. But the problem here is progressives have a huge advantage. And When Soros will write you a check so that you can continue spewing out this nonsense, how do you compete with that? It's hard. It's not impossible, but it's hard.
2: Well, you're working at it, uh, Horace. I'm really glad you are, and I'm always uh, thrilled to have you on the show. One of my favorite guests. I love it. Thank you.
5: Thanks for having me on.
2: Okay, that's Horace Cooper, Black Leadership Network, Project 21. The book is Put You All, Put you All in Chains, How Joe Biden's Policies Hurt Blacks. I'll be right back.
0: SRN News, I'm John Scott. Five-fired Memphis police officers charged with second-degree murder and other crimes. That's after the arrest and death of Tyree Nichols, a black motorist who died three days after a confrontation with the officers during a traffic stop. Police video showing Nichols was shocked, pepper-sprayed, and restrained when he was pulled over. 25-year-old school teacher in Newport News, Virginia, who was shot and wounded by a 6-year-old student, plans to sue the district. Her lawyer, Diane Toscano, accuses administrators of failing to act after they warned that the boy had a gun.
6: The administrator downplayed the report from the teacher and the possibility of a gun, saying, and I quote, Well, he has little pockets. This is outrageous.
0: Last night, the school board fired its district superintendent. This is SRN
7: News. Attention! This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repaired costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our Specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495.
0: When you listen to this station, you get the idea of why we exist and what we can do to make this a better place. We all know that America is not what it should be the hosts on this channel are not willing to accept it the way it is these hosts want to build america back and make this country the leader of the world stage it can be done stick with
7: us Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans while taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at ReliefFactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Be the next success story.
0: AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. 2223 223 cs Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250, the answer
1: weather rather cloudy skies expected for tonight with a couple of snow showers storm total snowfall one to three inches squalls can bring whiteout conditions at times we'll see a low of 24 couple of flurries tomorrow morning otherwise cloudy skies the high 33 considerable cloudiness tomorrow night low 31 then temperatures rising through the 30s overnight cloudy skies expected for saturday the high 43 with your accuweather forecast i'm drew shannon The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to PureTalk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data... You can get that and still save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code Off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Off. Switch to PureTalk and get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month because PureTalk is simply smarter wireless.
0: The John Steigerwald. Show. AM 1250,
2: The Answer. Well, just about everybody's focusing on 2024 as the next election. We already know that Donald Trump is running for president, but there are some important state and local elections coming up in 2023. One is for a seat on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. That's an elected position. And Judge Paula Patrick, whose term on the Philadelphia County Court of Common Pleas expires this year, would like the Republican nomination. She joins us now. Judge, thanks for being here.
8: Thank you so much for having me.
2: So um, is there a good bit of competition within the Republican Party for this seat? Has the party endorsed anybody yet?
8: The party has not endorsed anyone as of yet. The endorsement meeting is actually February 3rd and 4th uh, in the central part of the state, so there has not been any endorsements
2: yet. So what happens in the endorsement process?
8: Well, in the state of Pennsylvania, we have what is called the Republican State Committee, that means in each county, there are elected state committee members, and each state committee mem- member actually has a vote in state committee. And so it's important for the state committee members to vote as to, want, number one, whether they want to endorse, and number two, who they would like to endorse.
2: Uh, and so you are, are you campaigning, would you call it, for that endorsement? How do, yeah, you, how do, you, how, how do you do that?
8: I'm campaigning for the endorsement. We have caucuses around the state. Uh, Our state is broken up into six caucuses. So we have the Northeast uh, Caucus, the Northeast Central Caucus, the Southeast Caucus, Southwest Caucus, Northwest Caucus, and the Central Caucus. And so we campaign in each of those different caucuses. The last caucus to campaign is the Southeast, which is coming up February 1st, a few days before the actual uh, endorsement meeting.
2: How do you like your chances right now?
8: I think my chances are excellent. I think that uh, if the party is going to really want to win, I'm the candidate to go with because we lost everything the last election. We need a candidate that's able to draw all types of voters, young, old Democrats, Greens, Republicans, independents, libertarians, and someone who's able to cross the aisle successfully. And that person I know is me.
2: And you would also be the only black person on the court if you were elected. Uh, How important is that?
8: That is very important. Uh, We have, of course, no uh, African-American justices on our court. There has never been an African-American woman elected at all to our Pennsylvania Supreme Court in the 300-year history. And I was just in attendance at our chief justice uh, ceremony, which was last week. She's the first female chief justice in the history of of our court. And so it was an exciting time. I think our times uh, have changed, and it's just really important that we come together as a party to get someone who can win in November. And I think the Republican Party, we have to focus on November, not on the primary.
2: And and what are the issues, um, and how do you hope to separate yourself, not just from uh, the other Republicans, but from, if you do run for the seat, uh, what would separate you from whoever they put up?
8: Well, I have substantial experience, having been a jurist now for 20 years in our largest court system in our state and the fifth largest court system in the nation. Uh, resolving over 25,000 cases in my career, having written more than 600 opinions to our three appellate courts, I come substantially uh, qualified and highly qualified. And I think that we need a jurist of that of, of of that ilk, you know, on the court. Not to mention, I am a person of strong courage. In fact, I was the judge that decided the Christopher Columbus statute case in Philadelphia, um, where they wanted to remove the statute, and I was the judge that said it should stand. I was then affirmed on appeal, uh, and I wasn't afraid to make those rulings. I have a track record of going against the grain, following the law, and we need a justice that is willing to follow the law and not legislate, and I am that person.
2: Oh, I didn't know that you were the judge on that case. We talked about that story here. Uh, could you just yeah. could you give us a quick... Um, Description of what happened there? I, I mean, they tried to remove the—was that where they had the uh, the statue covered with a wooden box? That's correct.
8: That is correct. What happened was uh, the case came in front of me initially with a, what is called an injunction. That is that it's a legal tool that lawyers will use to get the case before the judge immediately because if not— then irreparable harm will happen. Mm-hmm. So they brought the case before me as, as an injunction because they had gotten wind or information that the city was going to remove Christopher Columbus in the dead of night as they did the Rizzo statute. And so they filed the injunction before me. And so when it was filed before me, I actually asked the city of Philadelphia uh, and the mayor's office, on what basis are you seeking to you know, uh, remove the statutes? And, of course, the mayor had his own own personal objections, and that is that he felt Columbus was offensive. And uh, I said, but tell me your legal basis for uh, wanting to remove the statute and show me your authority to do so. Uh, Of course, they couldn't do that because, in fact, in Philadelphia, the mayor, city council, uh, the judges, we have no authority whatsoever over any artwork in Philadelphia. In fact, all the artwork in Philadelphia is governed by the city's art commission. It governs the murals, the statutes, the the, uh, the paintings, everything. So what I had to do was I had to remand the case or send it uh, to the art commission. And that once the art commission decided, if they did not like their ruling, they could appeal, of course, to Common Pleas Court, where I sit. So, of course, they didn't uh, like the ruling because they ruled in accordance with what the mayor wanted. And so when it came before me, uh uh which was just interesting was that the city of Philadelphia had regulation where you have to have ninety days for public input on the statute. So people who were for it or against it or whatever they had ninety days. But the city cut it off at twenty six days. And so <laughs> I asked it I asked the city, Well, why would you cut it off at twenty six days when the regulation says ninety days? And they said, Well judge, it's just the regulation that we have our discretion and we have not violated the law. Well, in fact, they had violated the law because they didn't get the time, according to the statute, the due process. Therefore, the statute could not come down. Not to mention, they had no evidence to show whatsoever how the statute was offensive or causing problems. No testimony from police officers or anyone who was injured or allegedly injured. Nothing. And so based upon the law, I reversed what the Art Commission did, and I ruled that Christopher Columbus remains in Philadelphia, unboxed the statute. They then filed an appeal, and then, of course, uh, the appeal was upheld upheld by the appellate court, and so that was it.
2: So uh, so bottom line, is Chris still there, standing?
8: <laughs> he's definitely there standing, and he's unboxed, and they had a big celebration. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I thought. Yes, absolutely.
2: Well, uh, um, go ahead.
8: I, I want to say, and that's the kind of justice that I would be. That's my history mm-hmm. of following the law in Philadelphia. Not afraid to stand up to to the woke mob and the woke media. Not afraid to stand up to you know uh, someone who's trying to uh, be a, a tyrant in the city. I wanted to do the right thing, follow the law. Everything must go through our courts the right and proper way, and that's why I continue to rule for 20 years. How I have in following the law. We're,
2: we're talking to Judge Paula Patrick, who's going to be running for the uh, supreme. She is running for the Supreme Court, State Supreme Court, Pennsylvania. Um, And looking for the endorsement of the Republican Party, which could come in the next week or so. Um, So the court is 4-2 in favor of the Democrats right now with one seat vacant. It's a seven-seat court. How partisan is this court? And do rulings, do they usually go 4-2 in this case and 5-2 when it was 7
8: I think so, yes. The court has been unfortunately partisan. I think really in the last few years, we've seen a major shift, uh, in our judiciary where, uh, and of course in our nation where they're, they're just polarizing things now. It's it's either left or right or, or, or black or white or whatever. And so, you know, that's a major issue. And when it comes to the law, it's important for us, even as, as judges, whether you're Democrat or Republican, that we follow the law as written. And that's important. Yeah, if We tend to violate our own laws. We know what happens. You know, chaos is imminent. And so we have a duty uh, uh, under our oath, of course, under the law, to follow our constitutions. And that's what we should be doing.
2: Well, you come from uh, Philadelphia, the County Court of mm-hmm. Common Pleas. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that crime is a big problem in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's been your experience there and how would that affect the way you're, you would be uh, on a Supreme Court?
8: Well, I'm no longer in the Criminal Trial Division. I served there for five years. Yeah. But I, it's important that um, in Philadelphia, the problem uh, is, is quite pervasive, and that is that it entails a lot of factors. The mayor, the, the police commissioner, of course, our district attorney, mm-hmm. all these must work together to begin to do some things to really resolve some issues as as relates to crime and to really begin to crack down on crime and i think one of the problems that we have is that you know unfortunately we do have a da that was funded by soros and so there's a lot of uh things that are happening that even some people in philadelphia don't necessarily agree with in terms of how cases are prosecuted so that's a major problem Uh, but i do think since the pandemic not just in philadelphia overall. Crime has risen throughout the nation, and it's important that I think there are things that should come together that as a group, that we should come together to try to work on some solutions. And, of course, put some money out there to help uh, with other programs that can help divert uh, criminal activity, especially for our young people.
2: Well, the state just um, elected a guy named John Fetterman, who's one of his main uh, selling points was that he would like to see fewer people in prison. And he would like you. Yeah. And I, you know, all, you know all about that.
6: Yeah.
2: How, do, how do you feel about the fact that he got about eighty percent of the vote in Philadelphia?
8: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a Democratic territory,
2: mm-hmm. and
8: one of the things I think is important, which is why I think I would make a difference in terms of of being elected as a Republican, is that the, the Democrats focus on a few areas in the state. They focus on Erie, they focus on Allegheny County, the five southeastern county, area, and the Lehigh Valley. Mm-hmm. They forget the rest of the party of the state because they say, well, it's just Republican. forget it, we're not going to deal with that. So when they focus and concentrate on those areas, you get a large amount of the voters that are in those areas as well. And what typically, historically, Republicans have done, they have abandoned those areas. So they don't really know how to go into campaign in those areas. And that's where I would make the difference being an African-American female, going in those places, getting at least 20%. Because if you get 20% of the vote out of those areas, the Republican can win. And that's what we have to focus on, looking at the numbers. We also, as Republicans, must focus on the mail-ins. Josh Shapiro had over a million mail-ins, and Fetterman had over 800,000. And so unless whether you agree with Act 77 or not, at this point, it's the law, and we then must pivot as a party, to deal with those things. And that's why it's important uh, for us to elect somebody who can take the ticket in those areas that have been historically uh, forgotten by the party because they are needed now.
5: Well,
2: it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, we're talking to Judge Paula Patrick. Uh, <clears throat> it, we, I just had Horace Cooper on the last segment. I don't know if you know who Horace is from Project 21. And he ran through a, a, a list of of items uh, and he's with the Black Leadership Network. He ran through a list of items where the polls show that blacks are in opposition to progressives on issues like prison reform and whether or not you know more people should be left out of prison, and yet still the 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 black vote is going to the progressives who are pushing policies which work completely against the black black people so exactly. you, and you mentioned that you'd like to go into those areas like Philadelphia mm-hmm. and say, listen yes. you actually agree with me right yeah vote for me listen true. to what I'm telling you
8: that is very true, and I can tell you this being African American a lot of African American people are really what we call conservative by upbringing and by nature. Right. And so what the Democratic Party has been able to do is they have been able to effectively push the progressive agenda in the black community. Why? Because they promised the black community different things, X, Y, and Z. And, you know, they produce nothing, <laughs> but they promise different things. And so then, well, you know, of course, I'm Democrat. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Being African-American in, in, our, in our nation, what happens is that I always say this. Being Democrat is kind of like on your birth certificate, right? Right, right. <laughs> and,
2: so, they, and they assume and so, that too. The Democrats
8: uh, yeah, so just, I was like, wait a minute, this is not what I believe, and that's what happened to me many years ago when I switched parties. But the fact is, if we give the people an opportunity, if they see somebody like me who has their values, who reflect them, who understand what they're dealing with, they are inclined more to come over on the on our side. And I say that's important. Why? Because 2024 is upon us. We have to open up this party even more to accept people of all different walks and backgrounds. And they can see there are people in the party who look and believe like them.
2: Now, um, we have a couple minutes left here. I I have to ask you, uh, abortion has been thrown back to the states now with Roe being overturned. Will Pennsylvania's abortion laws come down uh, what, what will what will happen in a Supreme Court ruling now with well, the way the court stands right now? How safe? Well, how 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 tough will it be to eliminate abortion in
8: Pennsylvania? Uh, I, I really could, couldn't answer that. I don't know because, as you know, that issue could, of course, come before the court. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly come before the court. So, because I'm bound by all these judicial rules, oh. I can't really answer.
9: Oh, uh, right.
8: But but it's it's a very very real possibility.
2: It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be. But well, let's put it this way. If you are on the court, it's going to it's an issue you're probably going to have to deal with.
8: Yes. Yes. And therefore, I can't you know, say uh, anything about it because uh, as as a judge, I, I can't discuss that. OK, mm-hmm.
2: uh, the Second Amendment is back in the discussion now because of some recent uh, mass shootings that you've I'm sure you've heard on the news. I don't know if everybody realizes that the Pennsylvania Constitution says a citizen's right to bear arms shall not be questioned. Uh, Do do PA gun owners have any reason to worry about Democrats coming for their guns?
5: Uh,
8: Well, I think we see the things that are happening in Washington um, with uh, the president seeking to do whatever he can to, I think, dismantle the Second Amendment. So I think number two, that's a very real possibility too, that that issue could come before the court, and we see the trend of what's happening with the Democrats in Washington. Uh, that's why it's important that that we you know come together together as a party to be able to defeat these things and put the right people in place that can help protect our rights.
2: Well, uh, uh, let's just pretend that you are um, uh, this was not an elected uh, position, and you were looking for you know, the the way a Supreme Court justice at the federal level is where you're being questioned. I'll I'll be a senator. Uh, Where Mm -hmm. do you stand on the Second Amendment?
8: Well, I mean, you know, all the information about me is out there. Yeah. Um, I've always uh, been a supporter of the Second Amendment. I believe in all of our our Bill of Rights. Uh, I, too, am a gun gun owner. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that. And I think that uh, it's important that uh, we understand all of our rights not just the Second Amendment but the Fourth Amendment the sixth Amendment you know so forth but I certainly uh, am a gun owner and um, I uh, I support you know the Second Amendment
2: well um, you you got my vote judge <laughs> I, I I just know from talking to you boy we could use someone like you on the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania and good luck and thanks for coming on the show
8: yeah I just like to say if go ahead the
2: people
8: yep. that are in your county mm-hmm. whatever your county ca- in western pennsylvania wherever you are contact your state committee people and please urge them on saturday february 4th to vote for judge paula patrick to be endorsed because we have to take our party all throughout the state in the cities and everywhere else so that we can win even for 2024 there thank
2: you have you it judge paula patrick good luck hope to talk to you again judge thank you so much okay we'll be right back
6: My son, Finn, was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open-heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a starlight hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids
9: He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750.
0: This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
2: Well, the Penguins play the Capitals in D.C. tonight, and I wasn't aware of this, but Alex Ovechkin, um, this was last week, he actually did not take part in the Washington Capitals Pride Night. They didn't uh, make the players or ask the players to wear jerseys. They asked them to tape their sticks with uh, rainbow-colored tape, you know, for the warm-up. And Ovechkin said, nah, no, not doing that. Well, so uh, this guy in the Washington Times, Lavero what's his name. Here, let me check here. Um, Tom Lavero, I think is his name. He said, uh, yeah, Tom Levero. He went after Ovechkin pretty good and said, well, it might not have anything to do with uh, not being interested in taking part on the Pride Night, but it uh, it it could be because of his president, Vladimir Putin, uh meaning Ovechkin's president, Ovechkin is Russian, and uh Ovechkin was he he's he he has family live in Russia. And Putin has said that uh oh he's 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 the he's the uh president of Russia. Russia. And He wants to win the war in Ukraine. Everybody may hate him for it, but Alex Ovechkin is a citizen of that country, and the United States lets him play hockey here. He doesn't have to agree with the United States or Ukraine. He could be 100% wrong. He's allowed to agree with Russia. He just is. I think he should be. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. John Stackerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored
0: by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency. Knew all the government's